0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the VerseCast, the Star Citizen Podcast. I'm John Abraham.
1: I'm Caleb Wirth. Gleep here. This is episode 10 of the VerseCast. Today is Cyber Monday, December 1st, 2014. And it's really spooky. It is spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lots of fun new stuff to talk about, but first... New Those Guys with Ships members. Here I'm going to go over to the Those Guys with Ships page and none applications this week. But plenty of room in case you were holding off uh, until the holidays. Uh, You know, apply. We'd be happy to have you on board. But first, or I guess, and next, Caleb and I were discussing in episode 8 a, um, a ship that was part of a Star Citizen fan trailer. And we couldn't really figure out what it was. And uh, I kind of dropped the ball last week on researching into what it was. And uh, so this time I went straight to the forums and posted a, uh, a link and said, Hey, anybody know what this is? And I got a couple of responses back pretty quick. Uh, one from a uh, subscriber named Spaceman Spiff who said that it was a ship that Chris had bought from a CryEngine modeler to sort of round out content for the initial Kickstarter campaign. Uh And uh, that it was uh, not a ship that was ever intended to be in the game, but that it um, uh, was so popular uh, in the initial uh, uh, Kickstarter video that uh, uh, it had uh, sort of hung on in fan-created stuff. And then another subscriber, Void Singer, wrote that it was sort of reiterated that it was a placeholder, uh, it was a bit of placeholder art uh, to help flesh out the original campaign. But because so many people asked about it and liked the idea of this kind of ship, it led to or inspired the design um, and the color, uh, coincidentally, of the cartu uh ship. And I, I also was listening to uh, Star Signal this morning, and uh, they mentioned that that was the case also, too. As just a weird coincidence out of uh, out of left field. So, um, Caleb, that's that's where that's from. Now we know. Nice. Now we know, yeah. It's very, I don't know, John, if, if you get a chance, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, check out that trailer, and, and at 50 sec- 56 seconds into the trailer, um, there's just this bizarre ship sitting there that looks really, really cool. Kind of looks like... The Millennium Falcon on its side.
0: Oh, okay. I see it.
1: Except it's red. Huh. Um, yeah. That's
0: kind of interesting that he, he just bought it off Modeler to use for a video.
1: Yeah. He just needed for the initial Kickstarter uh, campaign. So that was pretty cool. Um, and last week, we uh, were sort of fumbling around trying to come up with a good definition for capital ship, and so I did a little poking around and... Uh, found uh, on Google of all places that a capital ship is a large warship such as a battleship or aircraft carrier. So I think that's kind of w- what we had in mind when we yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. So that's the stuff. So
0: it's that, yeah, it's a pretty vague term, I, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, but it's it's not a um, not like a passenger liner. So it's not necessarily right. the size. It's right. Right. So um, it's
0: a it's a militarized yeah. ship. Uh, that's that has a fairly large crew up to uh, i guess it it could be as big as as uh, as a carrier <laughs> i mean it's i guess Actually,
2: um, they don't say what the carrier is in terms of um, data in the ship stats page but if you compare the idris to the capital ship the aegis um, javelin the Idris is about two thirds the size of, uh, compared to the javelin, so it's pretty huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that's uh, those are the only two ships we have right now that really fall into that category. Then.
2: Yeah, and they don't even. Ha- yeah, they don't even have the max crew listed. <laughs> it says blank persons, so they haven't decided. I guess how many people can man this vehicle?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I heard somebody uh, again on uh, Star Signal today. They were talking about uh, a minimum of twenty-three people to crew the ship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they got that information. I think I'm remembering okay. that correctly. But I'll, sure. uh, I'll look into that and, and uh, report back next week. But um, so um, anniversary sale. Uh, wow. Uh, I think. I think that Chris is probably pretty happy with uh, the results. What do you guys think?
2: I'd say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty crazy. Last time that we recorded, we were under $63 million, and uh, since then we went through $63 million, and I think that was on the 26th, so that would have been last Wednesday. And for that, we got the Misk Reliant, which is going to be a two-seater starter ship with uh, some exotic alien tech. And you know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I have plans to melt my Freelancer, um, but I'm another part of me kind of thinks, you know, hey, maybe if I was going to, if I was to pick up this uh, third starter ship, then I would kind of like have a matching pair between the uh, uh, the Durr and the Reliant, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know. It's That's, nice
0: that they're offering other starter ships for people.
1: Well, especially a two-seater, you know, because yeah. then that way, you know, you, you and a friend, you know, if you have a friend mm-hmm. that doesn't uh, have a ship or, you yeah. know, who has lost his ship, you know, and you're not, you know, a major backer, you're more of a casual player, you can still give somebody a ride. Definitely. You know, and and, and how much fun is it to go to the drive-ins by yourself?
0: <laughs> not that fun. It's not Although that fun. I've never experienced the drive-ins, so...
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so then on the 28th, or I think it's about the 28th, uh, best I can tell, we went through the $64 million uh, uh, stretch goal, and for that we have repair bots. Or No, I'm sorry, we don't get repair bots, we get pets. Um, and what Chris said about that was, you know, we have repair bots, we have fish, but we haven't implemented a traditional pet system yet. So... At $64 million, that changes. Uh, from Jones the Cat in Alien to Battlestar Galactica's Daggett, pets have a place on board ships, and we want to give you that option in Star Citizen. So, I don't know. You guys uh, have a hankering for a pet? Uh, sounds good to me. I mean,
2: yeah,
0: I like well, pets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm curious if there... Does it say anywhere... I, I, I read it briefly, but did it say that it can be a combat pet, or is this just a like a mini pet type, just a visual buddy kind of thing? A good question. I don't know.
1: Or, um, or can
2: it function as something? I don't know.
1: I mean, like you're going to launch your dog out of a missile tube into space? Or?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like on the on a planet side situation. Oh, oh
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to hurt you or, a lot more than it hurts me. Or it could be
2: a robot. That would work too. It could be a robot that goes yeah. outside your ship.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool, especially um, right before we started recording, we were talking about the Star Wars trailer that came out this weekend. And I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the, the sort of. The R2- soccer ball robot? Yeah, the soccer <laughs> ball robot. I mean, how cool would that be to have?
0: Yeah. I mean, or especially like, like R2 D2. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, especially like if it talked to you, you know, and like yeah. it gave you feedback or, you know, like <laughs> la- laughed at your jokes or uh-huh. back back talk or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I guess I, I don't know. Um, you know if you're just going to have like a, a, a cat or something that's like sleeping, you know, on a cat bed in the back of your ship and never does anything else. That's probably not as much fun as, you know, having something that's a little bit more interactive. So, yeah. So I guess we'll see. Uh, so that was on the 28th, and which coincidentally was Black Friday. And on Black Friday, sales were $788,759. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
1: More than three quarters of a million. That's almost half of what their original funding goal was <laughs> way back at the beginning. Yeah, isn't oh, that that's just nuts? Yeah. Um, but in a good way. And... Um, Uh, So, I guess included in that, we're going to have anniversary sale uh, stuff, and then also uh, the uh, Carrick concept sale started that day, and then also the Javelin sale started that day, if I'm not mistaken. So, and I believe that that went uh, pretty quickly. So, um, there's a lot of stuff in that number, but then if you go to the next day, to Saturday the 29th, you... Even have bigger numbers, $793,673. So um, it's just, I think that everything that they put on on sale was a success. For sure. Yeah. So we've, right now we're sitting at $65,669,607. And uh, so that means we've gone through the $65 million level and there hasn't been anything posted yet what we get for that but uh, what Chris did say in his last letter for the chairman uh, is that for those looking ahead to the 65 million dollar mark we have a major feature we're investigating as an option suffice it to say we've heard a lot of your feedback about modular ships and we want to expand our plan for how to do them so check back later or check back next letter for more information so it sounds like we're going to get something that will allow us to uh, uh, do stuff with our ships you know, so if we buy if we buy a military variant of a particular ship, we may be able to change it to a transport variant with uh, with I'm guessing some effort and cost, but
0: yeah, um, that,
1: that's kind of what modular means to me. What do you guys think?
0: Well, when I hear modular, it kind of sounds like um like a transformer or something like with different parts that you could put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to speculate that much because we're probably going to see this when, within like the next couple of days. But, I mean, I think, I think something like that would be pretty cool if you could just totally switch up your ship completely just by uh, moving some parts around and stuff.
1: Well, you know, I think if you think of, like, uh, Caleb and I both have a Cutlass. Um, he has the blue, I have the red. Um, it seems like, the, I haven't been inside Caleb's ship, but I, looking at the inside <laughs> of mine, it seems like it would be pretty easy to pull the stuff that's in there out and pop in some cells instead, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so if it's going to be something like that, you know, I mean, they're, not, they're probably not going to set it up so uh, you would be able to just, you know, in mid-flight, you know, change the color of your cutlass. But I'm guessing that maybe if you wanted to take it into... Uh, into spaceport or something and pay uh, a mechanic to retrofit your your blue with hospital equipment that, you know, and maybe it might take a couple of days, a couple of space days for them to do that and cost you, you know, so many space bucks. But that maybe that's what they mean by modular, or that's what I'm hoping.
2: Yeah, and and my take on it is even a little different because what I what I think of is something like the Drake Caterpillar,
1: <clears> mm-hmm. where it's
2: kind of got that. It's I don't know. I would say it's got a modular look where it's it's got different sections that are kind of just put together, as opposed to like a 300i where it's very sleek and has a intentional design that you can see, but. I was thinking if if it's modular you could take a ship like the caterpillar and just attach a whole new section to it and say oh that's where i'm going to repair stuff like you could add a whole new room or a whole new you know module for storage or something but i guess i guess we'll wait and see
1: yeah i guess you know that makes sense i mean because you know it looks like a whole series of boxes sort of connected to each other so (laughs) you, you know if you just like pick up a repair box and that you would be able to go out into space and have people, you know, come, you know, go to, to place where a ship is broken down and, and give offer repair services. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that that's, um, it's a kind of exciting, like it's, it's, it's going to be more, a more useful, um, uh, stretch goal reward, I mean, I, pets are cool, but um, you know, when you're stuck out in the in the middle of nowhere and, and need uh, need that need Caleb to come by in his uh, in his uh, ship and and give you a, a jump start, you know. Yeah. yeah. M- maybe we'll be happy for that. So um, anyway, the anniversary sale runs through today. Um, last week, I think I said that it was running through Friday because I had read somewhere that it was going for a week, so I assumed it was through Friday. But uh, no, it's actually through today. And uh, since last week when we recorded, there has been more detailed information for several of the ships added to the website. Uh, the Banu Merchantman, I don't know if you guys uh, have had a chance to look at it yet, but um, there, uh, there's some different concept art. I don't know if it's stuff that was posted before, but it's stuff that I hadn't seen before, and it's it's really pretty cool. Um, yeah.
0: This is putting off some uh, pretty strong Blade Runner vibes for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, definitely uh, uh, more sci-fi, you know? Yeah. Kind of less space and more sci-fi, if, there, if that's a distinction. Yeah. But um, I like the, um, and in each section, or for each ship here, they've added a section, what makes this ship cool, which I like, because that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm interested in. And um, they say here that the, uh, the Merchantman isn't just a ship, it's a home and a way of life. Uh, we know that a lot of backers want to become traders and merchants in star citizens pers- persistent universe, and we've created a ship that's more than just a sterile bulk freighter for you. The merchantman is a traveling bazaar capable of landing or docking and then inviting locals in to view what its cargo holds and has what its cargo holds have to offer. So that I think that in itself is pretty cool because I had imagined it in uh, before that it would be, something that you would have to dock with in space, but that you can actually go planet-side and land and essentially be, you know, Walmart uh, for uh, for a period of time. And then, you know, after everyone's seen your stuff, then you go to the next planet and, and, and repeat. So Yeah. And I'm guessing you'll be able to, that it'll have quarters on there such that you could uh, live on it, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, check out the... If, uh, if you haven't seen the the website, check it out because there are some uh, some pretty cool pictures of what the uh, uh, the inside of the ship is like. And uh, it's massive. It's not a small ship.
0: It's huge. There's <laughs> yeah. there's one here. Uh, it's a, like a cross section or something, and it has like little guys inside of it. It's huge. Yeah. Like and that engine, damn dude, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, and it has a, a concealed gun up in like the top fin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's sick.
1: Yeah, it's it says that uh, it's it's a um, you can use it as a, a trading platform or also as an offensive weapon. So it, it's not you know it's not you know a, a sitting duck you uh-huh. know full of full of stuff worth stealing. It's you know it can fight back. So yeah, it's only two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, it's
0: not yeah. too bad for the size. No, no. Um, so, yeah. yeah
2: I, I don't want to totally derail this, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You have some like really bad news for me.
2: No, I just have some conversation that wasn't planned that we could go on forever about, but <laughs> we'll, we'll minimize that. So um, I've just had a, some conversations this week um, with people um, and relating to... Um, the, you know, the conversation of pay to win and the conversation of um, is it good or bad that people are able to buy these huge OP, quotation marks, ships. Um, And to me, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, It's a really good way to get money. Obviously, there's probably not a better way for them to have made as much money as they have. But at the same time, I think it's worth discussing um, how that impacts the gameplay when you've got all these different types of ships at launch versus just starter ships, mm-hmm. um, which is the usual. So I don't know. I just wanted to open that up to you guys, but we'll try not to take too long on it.
1: Yeah, I, well, I think it, you know it's a valid question, but I think that this is this ship is a good example of, if I was just starting in the game, what I would like to be able to find. You know it's you know say that I, I start off with an Aurora and I do a couple of, of easy missions or I, I have I get a job planet side yeah. uh, the, the first thing I do once I get a little bit of money is like buy some stuff you know to, to uh, you know outfit my my character or you know add something to my ship and I'm guessing that something like this being available is going to help make that um, possible and also but it'll be It'll feel realer because this isn't going to be an NPC. This is going to be another player character who I can interact with, you know?
2: Yeah. So what about the advantages though? That whoever owns the ship can haul, I don't know, let's say a hundred times more stuff than you can with your starter ship. And do you have any chance to explore as an Aurora if there's people getting rich, you know, within the week? And buying the best exploration ships—I don't know—is that possible?
0: I think the—I think we get the the feeling that um, because they've sold thousands of these, uh, that they're going to be like crowding the airways. But I think the reality is you're not going to see them that often uh, because sure. it's going to be the game is going to be so big. Um, and they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna be selling these once the PU is a thing that we can play, right? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think I think it feels like right now that everybody's buying them and that they're gonna be completely saturated, but I don't think it's gonna be an issue. All
1: right. No, because it also um, the universe infinite is big. And also, <laughs> uh, our infinite is going to be instanced, so. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, so I, I guess
2: I'm not. I'm not too concerned about seeing too many of them. It's more about is ex- exploration going to be more difficult to for people that haven't spent the money, and. Um, I guess the one downside if you do buy the nice ships is that essentially is shortening your gameplay experience cuz you're not having to work as hard or do as many things to get, you know, your end goal whatever that is.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about it too and that's why I really only want like one kind of big ship when the game comes out so that I have that headroom to for something that I want to really work towards.
1: Mhm. Well, I think that that it really depends upon how you define, you know, winning. I mean and I don't think you know, winning is probably not the right word, but it's it's the, the best word that comes to mind. Yeah. Um and I think if if your uh definition of winning has to do with who has the most and the biggest toys, then if you're not buying those now, you know, you're you've got a, a long uphill uh journey ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um but if your idea of winning is by participating with other players and uh being involved in, you know, epic battles or, uh, you know, amazing new discoveries or, you know, something completely other than just gathering the most stuff in your hangar, then I think that it's, that that people are buying all of these ships now is less of a concern to you. Right. You know, so it's, I mean, I'm just looking forward to, and I know we talked about it last week, uh, that... um, That epic battle in Eve, where all of those ships got destroyed, and it was all (laughs) over the internet and everything. I'm looking forward to having a hospital ship, you know, and be on the edge of that battle, watching it happen. You know that that's that's a win for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's sort of um, uncharted in that regard. I mean, I think it's easier, like in a typical MMO where, you know, you get to level cap and you get uh, all the achievements and you get, you know, the legendary weapon and all of that kind of stuff. We don't really have that here, you know? Yeah, it's true.
2: And I, I think I'll just end with my viewpoint is that um, I think people maybe don't expect this game to be as different as it's going to be in terms of the qualities is there. It's, it's not going to be like... Th- a lot of games that we're used to where if you have money then you're able to have fun i don't i don't think that's going to be the equation in this game i think it's going to be dependent on what you're interested in if you're interested in racing money's not going to really help you because i mean once you have your ship there's not really that much more you've got to pay for um i don't want to give too many examples but you know just that kind of thing where you can just do what you want to do and you don't have to worry about getting max gear or whatever
1: you know yeah yeah I think so yeah I I think there are gonna be some people that are really happy with the way things turn out and there are gonna be some people that buy an Aurora and then give up after a week (laughs) so you you can't please everybody alright great well thanks for indulging me with that oh certainly certainly (laughs) so back to the anniversary sale we next have the um, You know, some of this expanded information for the Drake Caterpillar. And you know what makes the Caterpillar really cool and totally different than I had imagined it was going to be is that they are emphasizing, at least in this uh, information, its capability as a centerpiece for pirate raids, which, you know, I just thought it was going to be a cargo hauler. But they're saying no, that, that, you know, you will have a squadron of cutlasses. Uh, for example, for cover and interdiction and you know, a herald for electronic warfare and that you have the Caterpillar to sort of come in and uh, do the dirty work. You know? And I guess it, it has much stronger offensive capabilities than I had assumed it would. And um, So it's, uh, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's, it doesn't look like a pirate vessel to me, but I guess it sort of makes sense. If, you're, if your goal is to go take other people's stuff, you're going to need a box to put it in yeah. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. The layout, um, I'm kind of digging it. It's uh, it's just like a a big. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a big box. We've one got- thing that's
2: uh, one thing that's interesting is it looks to me, from what I'm looking at, that the cockpit is on the side. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's kind of like on the side and on the, on the bottom, which is sort of weird. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah um, and again that's just reminding me of how how glad I am that the ships are different enough that the gameplay will actually be affected because if you' if your whole right side is not visible to you, you know you you have to be with other people you know to really have cover
1: and see what's going on. yeah yeah or they or have cameras or sensors or something or other.
2: yeah, I guess that's true. third person view
1: helps.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah, so,
0: that's something that kind of bugs me, honestly. Yeah, I wish there wasn't now that I'm third person.
1: Um, I'm sorry, I don't understand what 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 bugs you.
0: I wish I wish it was locked to first person, like at all times.
1: Oh, 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 why? why? As as a go but,
0: ahead. Oh, uh, I was. I mean, it, it's not realistic. Third person isn't realistic. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Oh. Um, okay. I, yeah, I guess... Um, and this was uh, brought up on um, Nicole D'Angelo, one of her shows. I can't remember which one it was, I think. Oh, it was her um, Five for the Community Manager show where she... Uh, I guess she has a periodic interview with Ben Lesnick. And a, a listener of her show wrote in something to that effect that... that Uh, third-person perspective was going to give people an unfair advantage in combat, like you would be able to look on the other side of an asteroid and see if there was somebody hiding there or something like that. Right. And what Ben said was that when you're in third-person, you have no HUD. Um, So, you know, as far as, like, any other information besides looking at your ship from that perspective uh, is not going to be available to you while you're in that view. And, mm-hmm. that, and that your third-person pers- perspective isn't... It, or at least their intention is that it not be far enough away from the ship that you would be able to use it to any unfair advantage. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, it, doesn't, it just uh, doesn't
0: make sense to me to... Uh, you know, you're inside the cockpit of your ship, and then you can instantly go third-person... And, like, look all the way around it. Like, is the third-person camera going to be wider the bigger your your ship is? I don't know. Because, like, if you have an Idris, that camera would be, like, crazy way out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I
2: guess, yeah, it's it's hard because I want to say that, you know, since they're going with all the realism of, you know, just the quality that they're – aiming for with this game it seems like there's not really a reason to go third person um if if you get what i mean like you have all the quality there that you shouldn't really need that extra aid yeah but at the the same time with the technology like there's no reason you couldn't have you know a camera displaying in your cockpit uh you know some sort of view that would help you out so i don't
0: know
1: that's true yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I can see uh, pluses and minuses both ways. I, I guess maybe kind of the if, if it doesn't give you an unfair advantage, and but you don't like that perspective. I guess you know the simple answer would be just don't use it. You know. But yeah, I mean,
0: but but you know that other people have that that thing
1: to use,
0: tool. so you feel like you have to use it.
1: Yeah. Well then, I, I guess if we're assuming that it does give some sort of an advantage, then I, I definitely see your point.
0: Yeah, I think I think there is sort of an advantage there. Like you said, you can see around corners
2: mm-hmm. in
0: third person. And another game that this bothers me in is uh, Battlefield, um, because you can yeah. be like in a tank and your like view is limited. Um, like you can't you can't look behind you instantly because you have to wait for the turret to move. Um, but then you switch to third person, and then you can see like the entire battlefield.
1: <laughs> oh wow! And okay.
0: I, I like games that are primarily first person. I would prefer if there wasn't a third person option,
1: typically. Oh okay. Uh, but that's just me. So. No, I think it's a, it's a valid, um, a valid concern. Um, one reason why I like it, is, especially in Arena Commander is because in Elite Dangerous, um, you can't see anything but the inside of your cockpit you know and it's like you and you you know you you run you do missions and you earn money and then you buy upgrades to your your gear but you can't see it (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know you you can't even get out of your ship and walk around and look at it so oh yeah you know and 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 the ships are so beautiful in this game you know i it's i just i like (laughs) i just like floating in space like a dork looking at the outside of my ship you know Yeah. yeah 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 so anyway okay cool um, another ship, or the next ship that they have given us some more info on is the Kartu All. and uh, they say what um, what makes it uh, really cool is that it's the first uh, human, or the first attempt to make a human flyable ship that's truly alien, and so I'm guessing there must be some backstory about where the tech comes from but I have I haven't looked that up, but if you um, look at the picture they have on the website um, you can see the influence of that ship from the fan, um, the fan trailer that uh, has made its way into this ship, and it's got this, you know, the really cool cockpit that's on like a a, a, a gimbaled, articulated arm, and I guess the uh, the engines are also uh, gimbaled and articulated, which gives it all kinds of uh, uh, really nimble maneuvering capabilities.
0: I love this concept image they have at the top
1: yeah isn't that isn't that cool
0: yeah that is awesome yeah like i hope i hope uh the the storyline or whatever covers this kind of stuff like this is what what really excites me
1: i mean it's like you expect the alien to come like you know shooting out of that yeah. the cockpit and jump into somebody's chest or
0: something
1: <laughs> a <laughs> uh, chest unburster <laughs> exactly yeah no it's it, it's um it's pretty cool do you guys does this ship appeal to either of you guys like you would think about getting it or
2: you know i want to fly it but i don't know if if i'd really want to keep it
1: yeah, yeah that's how
0: i feel about it too i mean if I, if I somehow came across one and could like commandeer it or something, I'd probably take it. But I don't think I'd go out of my way to try to get one because I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd use it.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, remember we talked about several episodes ago that um, they are talking about being able to rent ships in Arena Commander. Oh yeah, and so. Um, I think definitely I would, assuming I had enough space bucks, I would give this a rental, <laughs> yeah, just, just to check it out. Yeah. All right. Um, and then the Anvil Gladiator is uh, is next up on the expanded information list, and what they say or what I think is cool about it is that it is an offensive ship uh, that allows you to do to participate in. Um, in battle without having to dogfight you know basically you've got bombs you fly in you you drop your bombs and it has a tail gunner so that when you're running away afterwards uh because that's what that's what real spacemen do uh you have someone (laughs) to shoot at the guys that are chasing you so um i you know if if i was looking if i was like interested in that kind of or in participating in that part of the space battle then i i think this would be the ship that i would go after
2: it reminds me of um, in planet side 2 i don't know if you remember john the liberator
1: yeah uh-huh it's,
2: it's got you you can drop bombs and you've got a turret so
0: yeah that's
2: what i
1: think of
0: yeah it's a pretty cool ship
1: yeah and it's um and it's uh it's on sale through tonight i think and it's only $165 so
2: i was very tempted but i decided i'd rather have a larger more multi-purpose. It's kind of a specialized ship, I think. So, uh-huh. but I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's cool. I like that 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 aspect of the that there's kind of an intermediary or an inter, intermediate ship between uh, the dogfighter and the huge bombers. You know, like the retaliator. Yeah, it's true. You know, so it's because I you know I think that the bombing thing, the bombing role is 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 a kind of a cool one. Um, you know, it's different than you know. It's, it's real uh, strategic. You know, it's tactical, or yeah. not ta- less tactical, more strategic. And um, you know, appeals right. to me. And speaking of enormous bombers, uh, the <laughs> the next ship up is the Retaliator, and it is a um, it's just an enormous bomber covered in turrets. And what's not to love about that? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and uh, for only two hundred seventy-five dollars, you can take this one home. Um, so that's uh, the concept art is pretty cool. It shows uh, has a lot of interior views and um, uh, the cockpit. It kind of looks like it's you know you just like need one guy to fly it. Although it says that there, it's got an eight-person crew. Um, but I was thinking, you know, if you're a, if you've got a large org and you're um, you know, going to be uh, involved in, you know, large coordinated raids. It seems like this would be a valuable ship to have in your fleet.
0: Yeah. It's incredible how good these ships look. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, towards the beginning, um, it seemed like there were a few that I just wasn't that hot about, hot on, or whatever. Um, <laughs> moving on. We, we know what uh, you mean, John. Uh,. Like my Aurora, I really, I just don't care for the Aurora still. <laughs> yeah. But um, God, all of these ships they've been fl- they've been showing recently just look so good, and I want all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know.
2: Yeah, this. Yeah, I was just about to say this is one of the one of my favorite ships in terms of the design. I like this one a lot, and the Merchantmen. Yeah. For the large ships, I think are
1: my favorite too.
0: They're so unique. Uh, like, yeah. it's incredible that they can just keep pulling these out.
1: Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's a, and the detail is just astounding. Yeah. You know? I mean, you, you get why it takes as long as it does for them to get this stuff out. It's like, it's just, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was it. kind of interesting watching um, the next great starship. They would be reviewing some of the designs, and they would look fantastic, but... RSI would be like, oh, this needs a lot of work right here, and I'm like, what? It looks like it's totally done. It looks great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, that's what we're that's what we're buying with our money, you know. Yeah. That, le- that level of fidelity.
0: So, yep. You know, and,
1: I, and, and I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm happy. Yeah. And so the, I think that's the last of the anniversary sale ships. At least the ones that they um, gave detailed information on. Uh, so that brings us to the concept sale, which is the Carrick, which I know a lot of people have been waiting for for uh, quite some time. And I, I think the uh, the first line of the description sort of tells it all. It's to boldly go. You know, it's just you you get in this bad boy and you and you just go. You know.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, it, the one thing about the concept art that they have here. Um, is that I think it doesn't really show how big the ship is because it's, um, it's 125 or 123 meters long, but it, it doesn't really look that large in the... Uh, in the um, it looks, you know, like roughly not much bigger than a, a Freelancer, uh, but... Um,
0: I think it's probably about
1: Constellation size. Yeah, do you remember how many meters uh, the Constellation is? No. No. Merchantman is a hundred. So this is 20, 23 meters longer than a merchantman. What? Yeah.
0: Dang! It must be okay.
1: Let me look this up. Constellation sixty. It's oh it's two. It's two constellations. Wow. You know, I was looking at it, and it's, it's it's kind of like reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal. You know, it's like it's ha. <laughs> it's proportional so you don't you know if you just saw him like across a parking lot you would not go that guy's 7 feet tall you right know, but, but you get up close and go wow you're really big yeah um, that's true uh, so it's uh, but you know it's and one thing that I found today uh, also thank you to the Star Signal podcast for this is there is at the bottom of the Carrick page a mini game where you can pilot your Carrick through uncharted territory
0: yeah I saw and that yeah
1: and um, I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently, there's you get you get something next to your name on the forums if you uh, complete the game. So oh nice, Uh-oh. yeah, now I
2: want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: know. So gonna have to go back and, and, and finish that up afterwards. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you guys uh, is. You know, when I when I first bought the the freelancer, you know, I was thinking that exploration was going to be my my main thing. And then, I think I had mentioned before when listening to um, the podcast or one of the podcasts for Elite Dangerous, uh, other people were saying the same sort of thing. It's like, oh, I, I really want to do exploration, and you know, we've got a hundred billion galaxies to explore, and that's going to be great. And um, one of the the guys said, you know. No, because it's just everyone's going to want to do that, and we can all only go so fast. And, you know, most of us have jobs, so we can't do it 24 hours a day. So all the the good stuff to be discovered is going to get discovered, and you're just going to be able to sort of, you know, mop up behind. And, you know, I think that was a little bit overly pessimistic, but I think in general there is some truth to that. And that the chances of actually getting a a star system or a planet named after me are probably pretty small. And uh, thought, you know, just on a day-to-day basis, it would be more fun to do something more active, you know, like racing or uh, you know participating in big battles. So,
0: but I think I think they'll make it hard enough to find new star systems that it will take a while for people to find them all. Mm -hmm. but I think it's really going to open up once they get the procedural generation in there. Yeah. Cause this is still the thing that I want to do most is exploration. Uh Like I have the constellation Taurus right now because I want to get in there and make like tons of money and I want (laughs) to be rich. And then after I'm rich, I'm going to buy the ship that I want for exploration, probably this or something like it and just go out there and explore.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I was thinking at the time too. But then you know, I, I thought, as is it going to require more time than I can commit to doing it? Yeah. You know, and uh, how much is that going to? How much of that time is going to be spent on you know on my own? You know, just you know, I log in, I play for a couple hours a day, I log in and I'm heading due west, and I just you know two hours later I'm still heading due west. You know, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to make you're yum my yuck or anything but you know yeah obviously.
0: i mean in my head i want to be on the starship enterprise but in reality i don't really know what's gonna pull me in the most in star citizen i just have to sort of start experiencing stuff and see what really drags me pulls me in yeah
2: and once they have actual specifics on how exploration works i think that'll help make the decision as well
1: yeah yeah yeah, well, so, well, I mean, until the Endeavor came along, this was the big ship that I wanted, um, but now that the Endeavors in, in the in the pipeline, uh, that, that's what I'm holding out for. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is really cool looking. Oh my God, it's yeah. cool looking. You know? <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, the Endeavor, if our our modularity thing means half of what I think it is, then um, I'll be able to. You know, swap back and forth between science vessel and hospital ship for my endeavor. So, it won't be as cool. Probably won't be as as uh, maneuverable as this as this ship. But uh, I'll be able to do some of the same stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But um, did uh, um, let's see, three hundred and fifty dollars, and and this carrot can be yours. Um, did were you guys uh, even tempted, or just uh, no? Nah, it's cool looking. No, oh, that's too much for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it'll it'll be something that, yeah, I'll maybe get down the line in game.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll definitely uh, have to go back and play the mini game and uh, report back next week if we uh, (laughs) we were able to beat it or not.
0: Did you guys pick up anything over the weekend?
1: All I got was the spacesuit. Oh yeah. Okay. Well,
2: um, I kind of did, but kind of didn't. Um, (laughs) I looked at the. (laughs) I looked at. The ships and they all have um, LTI. Well, they all had, I should say, two year insurance. Oh, whereas okay. the ship I bought before, the Cutlass Blue, only had six months, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I did melt it and repurchase because it had everything exactly the same except a longer insurance. What? So. For the same price? Same price.
0: Wow. Nice. That's kind of weird.
1: Nice.
2: Yep. I was like, is this for real? But I'm pretty sure pretty sure I was doing the right thing. It would have been
0: nice if they just automatically added that to everybody's.
2: Yeah, I was like, this is some kind of trick or something. Yeah, it's kind of weird.
1: Mm. Well, the, the Carrick has LTI, so there's that. No problem there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think all the concept ships do. And that would have...
0: be so great to have a big ship like that with LTI.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think all the concept ships, you get LTI and a model for your hangar. You know? Oh, wow. So And a poster. So uh,
2: Yeah, that's one thing I kind of wish, like when we were talking about the pay-to-win kind of stuff, if the big ships didn't have LTI, that would probably help that conversation quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Just because wow. people that spend a lot would have to be more careful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but remember, Chris was asked about that, and he said that uh, the LTI is basically you complete a mission and you pay your LTI for a year. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. No,
2: okay. You
1: know, so yeah. uh, it's not going to be. I think the only way you're going to lose your ship because it's uninsured is because you forget to pay the bill.
2: And I guess the other the other thing too is with the huge ships, it takes way longer to get your ship back because they actually have to assemble the parts to right. give you a new one. So right, it's not a quick process.
1: No, no, your ship okay. does not respawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, did either of you guys see the um, the latest Alien uh, movie? What Prometheus? Yep, I did. Did you? Uh, I, I, think I did. I was watching. Uh, the um, around the verse, and they were interviewing uh, the designers of the um, Carrick, and they said that they drew heavy inspiration from that ship for this ship. I don't know John. Does does this does that uh, seem right to you?
0: Yeah, it is kind of similar. Um, that ship does kind of have that that cockpit or whatever that kind of extends out, and then uh, the big door in the front. Um, and it, it really is the same type of ship, sort of exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was
1: that was a cool ship in that movie, too. Mm. Um, I don't know. For some reason, Netflix doesn't stream that movie, so I can't it's see it. It's pretty
0: good. Um, I, I don't think it didn't have like great reviews when it came out, but mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, especially if you've seen Alien... Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would recommend well, like watching Alien like right before you see that movie because mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some stuff that you'll be like oh wow that was an Alien and it's it's pretty cool it harkens back to that so uh, yeah I like that movie
1: cool cool I, I will I it's a, it's in my queue so as soon as it becomes available to stream yeah. I'm all over it all right well this brings us to the Big Daddy the javelin. And oh boy. What a ship it is. <laughs> Man. Yep. Yeah, it's um so uh, surprise surprise they all sold. Um, all 200 of them at $2500 a piece. <laughs> so um, and it looks like they all sold, uh, you know, within fairly short uh, a short period of time. You because know, they went on sale in 50 ship flights, and um, uh, it, it looks like it, it uh, they all sold out almost instantly.
2: Yeah, I got on at one point, I think at the right time. I'm a little unsure because there was nothing for sale. And I was like, it is exactly when they're supposed to be available. <laughs> but it said sold out. So either they're just super fast or, or my time conversions were off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I was, uh, again, uh, listening to Star Signal this morning, and one of the guys on their show, their organization, I give their organization a shout out, it is, uh, TOG, which I think stands for the Older Gamers, and they have, uh, I forget how many members they have in their guild, they have a pretty decent sized, uh, guild, I think it's like 50 or 75, anyway, but, uh of the members in their guild they got 5 reclin- or 5 javelins. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my yeah.
1: god. 5 of the guys in their guild got a javelin. <laughs> so or their orc. And it's like wow. That's hardcore. That's um, like 10%. Yeah. Their
2: whole guild, of all their, of whole guild them. <laughs> their whole guild will need to be in it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. In one of them. they choose one. <laughs>
1: No, I. T- oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. They have 570 members. Okay, uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. My bad. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, uh, they, uh, yeah. So they're uh, they're pretty excited about it. And um, nice. And uh, you know, I think that they're, uh, they they uh, advertise their their guild as or their or I gotta stop calling them guilds. I don't know why I do that. Um, as uh, being security and freelancing themed. So. Um, I'm guessing they're going to be uh, running some pretty big raids with these uh, with these uh, javelins. So they the, the, the all those ships sold, and in addition, remember we talked about that they put 500 or 5,000 auroras on sale for twenty dollars each. Um, you know, and sort of some some of the money from the uh, javelin sales was funding that subsidy for the auroras. You know, with the idea of getting. Um, uh, 5,000 new folks into the game, and uh, those all went uh, uh, in fairly short order, too, so I think it's, you know, a, a really a really healthy thing for the game. I think we have more, obviously we have more money for development, but then we also have 5,000, uh, potentially 5,000 new folks uh, that are going to be playing the game.
2: Now, do you know if the Auroras were released at the same intervals as the Destroyer, or
1: was it... Um... All at once, or something like that. Um, you know, uh, there was something on there. What did it say? No, it doesn't say when they were released. But I know it was just in conjunction uh, with those.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter now. I was just that's why I actually got on to see if if any of those were available, but they were sold out as well. So I was curious if. Perhaps they were all sold at once, but I guess
1: we don't really know. Yeah, I guess what they would have to sell, um, let's see, 5,000, they sold it in four chunks, so I can't do that math in my head. But anyway, yeah, no, they're all gone, so um, that's, um, you know, that's good. Yay. For sure. Yeah, so that's some... Is there any way
0: to get an Idris?
1: um, Probably in the huge packs.
0: Yeah, because didn't they have um, that like five thousand dollar pack?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Can you still do that? Um, I don't know. Let's see. I the... I just I can't remember how
0: much the Idris was when you could just buy it by itself.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't think actually still... I don't think you could ever buy it. I think it was just part of one of the like Kickstarter packages.
2: Hmm. I think there were um, singles that were sold. Um, but right now, the only way you can get it is from a pack that is sold out and fifteen thousand dollars.
0: Fifteen thousand. Yes. Oh my, what else was in it? Uh,
2: basically, one of each. You've got the scythe and um, caterpillar M50, just all of them, basically. Wow. Constellation. <laughs> oh man. So.
0: I'd like to know how many people have Idris's.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the guys um, on. Uh, Star Signal, who bought bought oh. one, he um, he went over the 10000 was it the $10,000 mark? I think it was. No. Yeah, no, it was the... Oh, I forget. They have like, if you go above $10,000 you become a wingman. Um, or a... Uh, yeah, wingman. No, 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 no. Ah, I forget. But anyway, I'll... It's called I'll
0: an out. investor.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's called disposable income. Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, I'll, I'll report back on that next week. I, I don't want to misspoke those guys. But
2: I misspoke. Um, if you scroll up, there is a war pack five thousand dollars that is available, and it has an interest P frigate.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So I have that, to think about you know. that. Maybe I'll uh, <laughs> sell my car next week.
1: <laughs> Excellent. That's well, nice that you you could get five thousand dollars for your car. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh. Wow. Well, anyway, so that's uh, that's kind of the anniversary uh, uh, sale in a nutshell, and I, I think uh, by um, you know even across uh, yesterday and today they raised another roughly another six hundred thousand dollars. So um, that's what gets us to sixty five six sixty nine. That that's sale. crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is
0: just that's like that's like two million in a weekend.
1: Yeah, is more that than it? that. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, more than that. And um, uh, yeah, it's just. Well, it's 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 starting to almost become routine, I think. Yeah. Which is good.
0: <laughs> We're going to start being disappointed when we don't hit a million every
1: other like twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean it's it's like also the, the this really is centered around the big sales and the con- the concept sales and the, you know, stuff like the anniversary sales, so I don't know when the next one I guess the next one will be um, our next concept sale or maybe I don't know if they'll do something for Christmas I don't know did they uh, do something for Christmas last year John
0: um, I can't remember hmm. I, don't, I don't remember anything hmm. I don't know I, they probably will
2: Okay. Does anybody else get the gladiator and the gladius mixed up?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying yeah. to remember what that was. <laughs> the gladiator is that uh, that smaller gladiator is kind Looks of a like weird ship. It's kind of like a fighter, but it also has like a fairly large cargo space, right?
1: I think so. I don't. I don't. Remember I was
0: thinking about that. buying that right. ship for a while. Because it is kind of versatile, but it's still weird. Like, there's not that much information about it,
1: it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, that's kind of it for the official news, um, but still uh, sort of on the same topic in unofficial stuff. I mentioned uh, Nicole D'Angelo and her uh, YouTube channel. She had a couple of shows that I checked out this week, and in the first one she talked about the Javelin and one of the things that I thought that uh, was interesting that she mentioned was that it's not a ship that's intended to be owned by a single player um, that it is intended to be owned by an organization uh, because I believe that it's not pilotable by a single player I don't think you can um, I, I may be wrong but I think that it's not even possible to pilot it by yourself and a bunch of NPCs you have to actually have more player characters to, to pilot it so anyway
2: that's good
1: the idea that it's it's an, an org ship and not a, a single player ship uh, seems reasonable and in that context uh, uh, organizations don't always last I mean you know we've all been a member of guilds that have fallen apart and so if that happens and a, an organization owns one of these ships what happens to the ship you know? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that the that there will be um, an owner for the ship, but then, you know, what if you had a whole bunch of people that kicked in 50 bucks to buy the ship? You know, they're going to say, hey, you know, well, I want, you know, I want a piece of that. So what I thought was kind of cool about the whole uh, idea is that this will be a circumstance where the Independent Arbiters Guild that we got with the $53 million stretch goal, well, they'll, they'll come in and decide, you know, uh, you know, you know,
0: how to dad, split it up,
1: yeah, you know, dad, dad gets the car, you yeah, know, mom gets the house, you know, and um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought that that was kind of a, um, a, a cool, uh, a little mechanism that's already in the game to handle this sort of situation. Hmm. And um, another really uh, cool thing that I saw on another show of Nicole's was uh, in her five for the community. Uh, manager, she asked Ben about game packages and character slots. And this was something that I, I probably I think I had heard before, but it was um, it sort of made, it made sense this time when I heard it. Uh, he said that for each ship package we own, we're going to have one playable character and one usable hanger. Um, so uh, and that our individual characters will be able to interact with our other character stuff any way that we want. So, um, I was going through my, my stuff, and I think I, I now have three package ships, so I guess that means I'm going to have um, three, three different hangers if I want them, and so I was going to ask you guys, how, mon- wh- how many do you have, and, and what do you want to do with, with your hangers? I mean, do you, I'm guessing we're going to be able to have them in different places. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, you go. I
2: only have one ship, so Oh.
1: Oh you only uh, have one? I, got. I, oh, I thought you had more than one ship. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um John, do you have more than one package or you just have one package? I have multiple <laughs> packages.
0: I have multiple ships. I have two ships.
2: Did you buy um with your aurora was that a package or was that just a standalone ship
0: that was a package
2: okay then you had to buy the ship in addition but you probably just bought the ship is that correct yeah did you buy the constellation package
0: i got the ship by itself
2: okay yeah then you've got one character and one hanger
0: oh okay two two ships okay
1: okay Well, I have my original Aurora, and then when I bought my Freelancer, I I got the package deal also. And then um, uh, I think one of one of my other ships. I think one of my racing ships. No, no, I'm sorry, my Cutlass. My Cutlass was a package, and so I'm planning on you know potentially melting my Freelancer and my Aurora uh, for other ships. So um, potentially I'll only have one hanger. But I, you know, I just thought it was an interesting idea would you consider buying one of those $20 aurora packages you know because it would give you another hangar you know and but i guess we don't really know where in the persistent universe we're going to be able to put our hangers uh, so it's probably dependent upon Yeah i don't that. really
0: understand how that's going to work i guess if you could have a hangar like across the galaxy and you could have different ships in mm-hmm. your different hangers then you might want to have more but i think we need to know how that works before before we talk about that but um what was i going to say <laughs> oh my gosh i always do this i have like these great things to say and i forget <laughs>
2: was it something about having a second character no that's what I was gonna okay, say. You say it. I'd rather have a second. I'd rather have a second character than a second second hanger. So, I I could see buying a package for the character being worth it, but I don't know if um, later on you'll be able to just buy a character slot like a lot of M- MMOs do for ten dollars or less than what a package would be right now.
1: Uh uh-huh. huh. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I thought you know it would be cool, like you said, to have a hangar on this side of the galaxy and another hangar in a you know different galaxy, and say that you know one one character is your explorer character and your other character is your trader character, and you know like you want to go to exploring, you can sort of pick up where you left off last time, you know, mm. and if you want to you know check on on stuff that you've put up for sale, you can you know switch back to to the other character. So I don't know yeah so we'll see or have a pirate yeah yeah I mean it, that that's an excellent point if you want to have you know like a lawful character and then sort of a, an unlawful character can you can you go at it like that so anyway so it, uh, yeah definitely um, I put links in the show notes to uh, Nicole's uh, show so definitely check them out she puts out a lot of content for Star Citizen and, and um, so you know give her a follow if you haven't already Mhm. Uh, So that leads us to uh, 10 for the chairman, Um, and this was the one from last week, and there were a couple of uh, interesting questions. Um, Speaking of criminals, uh, a um, a subscriber uh, named Tullis asked, uh, and here I'm paraphrasing, uh, might habitual criminal behavior result in a life prison sentence? And if that's the case, would a life prison sentence be played out mechanically similar to the death mechanic? And what... Chris said was well maybe and that's a pretty good idea and a lot of this stuff is going to get fleshed out in the persistent universe but what I found interesting about the question is that assuming crime is a high risk high reward role um, there will need to be some disincentives put into place to prevent um, habitual criminal behavior from occurring across generations so like if you um, and I found uh, a link back to uh the uh, sort of following up on the Healing your Spaceman uh, segment that we talked about last month, uh, there was a post back in almost two years ago in February of 2013 uh, called Death of a Spaceman where he described the death mechanic for um, our characters. and it it, seemed, uh, it seems you know pretty consistent with what we what we've been talking about or how we've been talking about, the way death is going to work, although obviously because it's from two years ago, it doesn't talk about how it's going to work in the FPS module. But um, it does say that you, when you when you die for good, that your um, character your your character has an heir, and your heir is going to inherit your stuff. So if you playing that criminal role and you um, you know steal a bunch of stuff, but then you get you know killed in some robbery and your stuff goes to your heir, are they going to inherit all of your ill-gotten gains and, you know, sort of um, get that uh, without paying any penalty? And um, what, uh, what Chris said in the 2013 post was that some of that is going to, um, is going to follow you so that you will... Um, not only will you inherit the good stuff, but you'll inherit some of the, of the bad stuff too. So I'm assuming, <laughs> and I'm hoping, that means that you're not going to necessarily get to keep all the stolen stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You're, you're sitting down with uh,
0: your lawyer or whatever, and he's reading off what you get from the will. He's like, yeah. Oh, here's a here's a constellation, uh, <laughs> and Aurora. Oh, and you gotta go to jail for 20 years. <laughs> Because
2: you stole them both.
1: That's right. Yeah, so it's, you know, again, more questions, but um, anyway, I thought that that was was sort of interesting. Um, And then this one I thought, you know, speaking of the FPS module, a question uh, a a subscriber named Drum asked uh, essentially, will corpses in the first person shooter module be usable as shields? And (laughs) um, uh, what Chris said is, yeah, yeah, they will. (laughs) And uh, I don't. I don't think that this means that you're going to be able to pick them up and like hold them out in front of you, you know, and like go go, go charging down the hallway, you know, like ah, you yeah. So, but I'm I'm guessing that this this means that uh, you're going to be able to like hide behind corpses or pull corpses on top of you, you know, mm. especially like like if you're if you're uh, if your team is losing really badly, you can just sort of you know hide out and you know hope the best. Bad... Hide in a pile of bodies. Yeah. yeah. I so want to go yeah. all Hannibal Lecter on them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that that was, uh, you know, from for for, uh, for the gruesome factor was uh, was a pretty good question. Um, another uh, listener named Sajuk asked, or subscriber uh, named Sajuk, uh, Will we be able to use uh, tractor beams to throw stuff at our enemies, which I thought was a pretty cool uh, idea. And Chris said, yeah, yeah, potentially, um, that you may be able to grab a... Um, a reasonable sized mass and set it into motion, uh, but it's not gonna be like throwing a baseball. And uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that it would be something more like Half-Life, you know, where you can just like pick stuff up and (laughs) throw it across the universe, but apparently that's not gonna happen. So I'm learning to live with disappointment. (laughs) And um, let's see. Um, Oh, and this kind of ties back to what we were discussing a minute ago. A subscriber named Blackout asked, will we be able to set up our hangers or our homes on worlds that we discover. So if we have multiple packages and you say you don't have a hangar set up, uh, but your character is out discovering new areas, will they be able to set that hanger up, you know, on a planet that they discover? And what um, like Chris said is that we're going to be able to actually acquire bits of real estate um, to use as homes at some point and that homesteading uh, a discovered planet might be a good example of that, but um, that that's kind of off in the future, and that they haven't really fleshed that out. And what why I found that question interesting was that it sort of prompted me to to ask, you know, where is it that our hangars actually exist? I mean, are they, you know, do they have a physical present, a persistent physical presence in in the PU, or do they are they instants and they just sort of pop? pop up when we log on so still uh, still waiting for an answer to that um so that's um that's about oh let's see well that was one more from a, a, a subscriber Tomora. he asked on average um, uh, how long do you think our or how often do our will our characters die and be replaced by their heirs? And Chris uh, said, You know, I really hope that that doesn't happen too often. You know, that each character is going to have eight or nine lives to lose before they actually die for good and, you know, their stuff goes to their heir. And dependent upon what level of risk is undertaken, a player may die as often as a week, um, though they really don't want, they want to discourage that sort of behavior. Um, Or as seldom as never. He said, You know, there, there could be people that, you know, if all they're doing is trading in safe areas, they could just go on forever and and never die Um, and so uh, why I thought this was interesting is that this definitely reinforces my my belief that the death mechanic inside Arena Commander and the FPS module is going to have to be different than it is in the Persistent Universe because if you go into firefights in the FPS module, you're going to, at some point, you're going to die, you know yeah you know and if you have eight or nine lives you at some point you know no matter how I mean not everybody's as good as you John but you know I mean <laughs> so it's a uh, you know us, that's us a mere, funny joke <laughs> us mere mere mortals are going to uh, are gonna you know die for good you know you know frequently <laughs> so anyway you know what this game needs it's this
2: game has pets it's got real alien languages, it's got lawyers, I think all it needs is, like, smoking. If we could have cigars, <laughs> and then you could die of lung cancer, and that would just be probably my preferred way to go. Yeah. Just just out with style.
0: Definitely. Out with yeah. style, yep, definitely. I guess... Dying by <laughs> lung cancer. That's the way Very I want to go, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, when you put it that way, don't... <laughs> you have some kind of romantic view or something about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> moving on, <laughs>
0: moving
1: on. Uh, so um, I you know we uh, I I went to to pick up the say my name again Chris Roberts uh, segment of the show, but they've taken down the um, ten for the chairman thread in the what? subscriber forums. Yeah, it's they've got. Um, Uh, 10 for the writers and 10 for the developers up now. So um, if if, uh, I came up with a question too. And um, so if I had been able to post my question, and I will post, I'm assuming that that they're going to put the thread back up, But um, and when they do, I'll post this question. Will I be able to use the healing facilities in my Cutlass Red in the FPS FPS module combat? And if so, will this be as a a part of the initial release or will it not come until multi-crew ships Uh, multi-crew ship combat uh, happens further down the road. So um, I'm guessing it's probably the latter, that it's not going to be something that I'll be able to use at first, but I'm just sort of kind of hoping. Yeah, I'd bet that too. Are we we getting the FPS module next,
2: or I thought we were going to get some multi-crew stuff before that.
0: No, I think FPS drops and then multi crew.
1: Okay. Yeah, because I think we get we get Arena Commander 1.0, which has the uh, the lobby, the full functioning lobby, and then after that we get the FPS module, and then as part of Arena Commander 2.0 we get the multi crew ships. All right. I believe that's that's correct.
0: Which makes sense because uh, multi crew battles are going to have FPS combat in it, so
1: right right they
0: need to okay. refine that first. Yeah, I think so.
1: So, um, you know, guys, it is Cyber Monday. And uh, so I thought, you know, we'd do a quick quick poll of uh, what gaming-related items you have on your Christmas list this year.
2: I'll go first. Um, I have one thing, I think, on my list, a um, new case for my computer. I'd just like to get a um, full ATX, nice-sized case, um, just because I know I'm gonna be upgrading sometime soon for this game, um, you know, before it comes out. So I guess that's not extremely soon, but I was just wanting to have a good chassis to put it in. So,
0: yeah, I cool. actually have a case on my wish list as well. Oh, right nice. now I have, I have a, a cube case, I guess you could call it. Ah. Um, I don't really like it. It's like really hard to work on. like I built my PC. And I have to get in there and work on stuff all the time. And it's really a pain with this layout. Um, So, yeah, I want to get a a full tower, uh, just an ATX. And uh, the one I have on my list is a Corsair Vengeance uh, Arctic White White C70. Um, (laughs) It's pretty cool. It has, like, handles on the top so you can move it around. Mm. uh yeah it looks pretty cool but uh other than that i'd like to get a ps4 sometime but i don't know if i'll get that for christmas it's kind of expensive but i i was kind huh. of surprised to not see any ps4 like price drops or anything because the xbox one is down to like 330 bucks yeah this weekend or something yeah and i think it i, I think it's like 350 until january or something which is pretty crazy for a console that just came out
1: Uh, yeah well they're selling the the new version without the connect did you get the connect with yours
0: i got the connectless one but then i bought a connect later
1: oh okay yeah
0: but yeah i i wish they would they would drop the price on the ps4 so i could pick one up
1: yeah well, I yeah, I, I want to build my next computer, which I'm probably not going to be doing for a year or so. But I'll have to get you guys help on doing that because I haven't uh, I haven't done any any of that kind of stuff for a few years now. So I'm guessing it's it's kind of different than uh, than it used to be.
0: Yeah, it's fun. I've built I built my first computer probably a couple of years ago, um, and I think I've done like four or five since then.
1: Okay. And
0: yeah, I like I like doing it. Um, my computer doesn't need any upgrading. <laughs> I, I spent too much money on it.
1: Uh, well, that that's that's a good problem to have. That's a first-first <laughs> first problem. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, the other thing, I have a Steam card on my list, of course, because there will be sales for Christmas. Oh, yeah.
1: I know I'll want them. Yep. Yeah, all the games. Yeah. Hey, did you guys get anything uh, in this last Steam sale? Um... What did I pick up? I
0: picked up a couple things. Just nothing that was, like, really pressing. Let's see. I got a game called Dragon Sphere, which is an adventure game from 1994. (laughs) Cool. And then also Warehouse and Logistics Simulator. (laughs) Wow! Just because it was cheap and it sounds so stupid, so... (laughs) Just load that up whenever you're AFK to make people think you're really crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: you know, I'll bet you that will be a really good uh, game for you to stream.
0: Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> thinking about doing some YouTube content or something.
1: Yeah, I bet you that would actually be really entertaining. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I put a couple of items on my uh, my list to Santa, and uh, we'll see what I end up getting, if anything, um, uh, because I've been mostly good, but you know. I, <laughs> I've had my days. Um, so there, right now, you can get a an Xbox One uh, bundle with the Master Chief Collection, and uh, the game that I really want to play on Xbox One is Halo Five, which obviously is not going to be out until, uh, until next year. Next year, about this time. So yeah, uh, we'll see about that, but. Um, I also uh, am really interested in the in- Nvidia Shield tablet because I have an Nvidia card, a GeForce card in my PC, and it. Um, in this latest iteration, you can stream uh, over Wi-Fi in your house um, a lot of the PC games to the tablet, and uh, reports are that it's actually uh, pretty good. So um, I thought that that might be fun because then I can uh, I can. Uh, see what other parts of my house look like other than just my computer room <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so and I thought I'd throw it out to, uh, to our listeners you know if you've got uh, a cool uh, some cool items on your list uh, do, uh, do why don't you send them to us at theversecast at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air for sure. Um, oh, and uh, I wanted to mention in um, uh, for the Steam sale this last weekend, I did pick up Arma 3 because I was looking for something a little bit more tactical, you know, kind of, uh, you know, so I could pretend that I'm getting ready for the FPS module. And um, so I got that for a third off. And uh, so I know, John, you own it, and I know Caleb has it on his wish list. So maybe at some point we can all hook up and uh, <laughs> give that a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Well, to wrap it up, what have you guys been playing? I know, John, you've been playing WoW. Been playing anything else?
0: Um, I actually played uh, Tales from the Borderlands last week.
1: Oh, which that's is, right.
0: Yeah, it's the newest uh, Telltale adventure game uh, in the Borderlands universe. Uh, and
1: um, how was it?
0: It was pretty good. It it didn't pull me in as much as the Walking Dead game did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is just the first episode, so I'm sure it'll. Maybe it'll pick up or something. This was just like establishing the new characters because all the characters are new. Um, well, there's a couple. Where does it take place? It takes place after Borderlands Two.
2: Okay. Oh, okay.
0: Um, so Handsome Jack makes an appearance, but he's dead, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's. I. I mean, they just there's like flashbacks and stuff for Handsome Jack. Um, there's another character that you'll recognize that's uh, he makes kind of a cool appearance. Um, it was pretty good.'m I, I can't wait to see the following episodes. This is only episode one and then there's gonna I think there's five episodes in total for the first season. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out but it was good. It was it's kind of interesting um, the combat since it's an adventure game, it's more like you're not really. All you're controlling is kind of. You're kind of aiming, but not really. But uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. You control one of the. What are they loader robots or something? The things that that shoot out of the Hyperion uh, space station.
1: Oh, the lifters. Is that what
0: they? Yeah, are? yeah, yeah. Those guys. You you can equip different weapons for it, and then. Oh, okay. You have to control it and kill some bandits and stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, there yes. was there was some funny parts in it. So, I if you're a Borderlands fan, I would recommend picking it up.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I just sort of wondered because you know you think of Borderlands as being a you know a, a pure FPS with you know humor added on top. You know you don't you know don't think of it so much as being story driven.
0: Yeah, it was kind of interesting that Telltale decided to pick it up, but. I feel like, feel like maybe they had a connection to it because their art styles are so similar. Like, oh, the Telltale right. games look almost exactly the same as Borderlands. So yeah. it's like a perfect fit. Yeah. Cool.
2: Now, did you, John, did you finish the pre-sequel? Or how far did you get with that?
0: I didn't finish it. I can't remember what level I got to, but... Okay. I don't know. Just curious. I, 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 don't, I don't really like the the O2 stuff in it it just oh. I don't know
1: <laughs> play a right. Frag Trap Frag Trap don't have to worry about O2
0: yeah that's true I should probably go back and try that
1: yeah cool and what have you been playing Caleb
0: um let's see kind
2: of <laughs> I've been going between three M- three MMOs it's kind of tough but Arch Age Guild Wars 1 and 2 so.
0: Wow. Yeah, just a little Guild bit
1: one.
2: Wow. Yep. Back to the, the old school.
1: They still have servers up for that, huh? Yeah, it's pretty much on autopilot. They've
2: got all the events and everything just set up so that they go off automatically, and um, Christmas and all that kind of stuff as well, so. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really gotten fully into it. I'm just starting to, and I got on all my characters, and they have stuff I need to sell, and some maintenance before I really get back into it, but um, but I played more of Guild Wars two, just leveling a new character for
1: fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I played. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was fun. I, I had not played in probably more than a year, but uh, went in and uh, Caleb showed me some of the um, uh, new content that has come out since uh, last I was on, and it was uh, it was uh, fun. I um, I, uh, I had a blast.
2: Yeah, they keep adding on new story content, so it's fun to try to keep up with that. Yeah. Um, Other than that, yeah, just ArchAge. And today, actually starting yesterday afternoon, ArchAge has been working on their servers. And unfortunately, most of them have been down for over 24 hours now. Wow. Wow. Pretty much unheard of <laughs> Man. for any for any game, and so it's it's pretty rough. They're they're going to have to. They're saying they're gonna, they're going to give a generous compensation to people because there are some there are some big problems with having this game be offline that long. Um, taxes are due. If you don't pay taxes, <laughs> your your structures, your house can get demolished. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to deal with this very carefully to not lose a lot of people. I'm thinking.
0: Is it just so. maintenance?
2: No, actually what it is is they're having some sort of latency um, quality of connection issues I I guess and to the point that people were getting um, I think people were getting tagged as being botters or hackers because of latency issues. So oh. it was getting it was getting bad enough that they really had to they really have to work on it. So we'll see when they finally get them back up, but as of now I do not think most of them are still down. So I was
0: gonna uh, say yeah. um, when uh, Warlords of Draenor came out for WoW, the servers only went like there, there, were there were like logging in issues because so many people were trying to log in, but like right. the servers <laughs> never went down. Um, and yeah. the, <laughs> when uh, when WAD came out, they went up like three million subscribers. So. Wow. But that's wow. I mean, they've been doing it for like right. 10 years, so they kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah,
2: even Guild Wars 2 did a way, way better job than this game anyway. Uh-huh. So I mean, I, I don't remember Guild Wars 2 having any downtime. They may have for like, you know, an hour or two one day, but that I think that was the extent of it if there was any.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember their ever. I mean, I remember sometimes, you know, having s- some pretty nasty lag, but... Um, yeah. Never extended periods of downtime. Well, cool. Well, anyway, that's been my week. <laughs> cool. Um, I like as I mentioned, um, I did pick up Arma Three, and I've been playing that um, uh, for a little bit, and it's hard. It's really hard. Okay. I just Are wanna...
0: you playing the the single player?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I'm trying to, it, it's weird though. It, it's the way that the keyboard, the default mapping is set up. It's set up for a keyboard that has a keypad on it. And I have the, you know, the, uh, smaller keyboard. Oh, okay. And so I don't have the keypad. So there's a bunch of stuff that I, I can't access, um, easily. Yeah. The so controls
0: I, in those games are really weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm just, you know, working through it slowly. But, um, when I'm not doing that, I'm playing Far Cry 4, which I'm still really enjoying a lot, um, starting to make some progress and uh and though there are you know I'm, I'm still fighting with my field of view challenges i i still uh am having a lot of fun in the game so is it really narrow by default well it is um it's like it cuts off like a good two inches on the top and bottom of my monitor so it's um huh. it's re- really um and i've got it i'm using the nvidia surround so i've, I've got it a Going across three monitors, so it you know it really Ooh. is. It's like I'm looking under a fence, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not good.
0: Yeah, I hope <laughs> they I hope they get that fixed.
1: Yeah, I, me too. So, uh, but that's it. You know, just trying to trying to uh, get in some play when I can, and you know, get through the rest of life when I have to. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got anything else? I think that's about it. All right. Well, we've yep. gone way over this week, but uh, yeah. it's it's all uh, all good stuff. So,
0: have we done a show that was under an
1: hour before? No, no, we have not. <laughs> we have not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, you can find uh, Gleep in all kinds of places. The uh, those guys with ships, uh, Star Citizen organization. I'm on the RSI subscriber forums on Twitter and on Steam, and check the show notes for how to spell that.
0: You can find me at the only on Twitter and on Steam. And then you can find my YouTube and Twitch channels at the only John Connor.
2: You can find me. Um, I'm on Steam as Katarn, also on Twitter as Katarn87, and
1: that's it. Cool. And John, where can they find the podcast?
0: You can email us at theversecast at gmail.com and you can tweet us at versecast, where we will take all of your suggestions and feedback. Whatever you have for us, we will read it. We'll read it on the show. Yep. Send us all your candy.
1: Poetry. Send us poetry. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, (laughs) Fan fiction. Uh, (laughs) Keep it PG, please. Um... (laughs) Uh, you can find our organization at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast, where we accept people from all creeds and things.
1: Pulse. Pulse. You need a pulse.
0: Uh, yeah, you do. You need to breathe.
1: No zombies. No. <laughs>
0: no fish unless, people either.
1: Unless unless you have a retaliator. If you have a retaliator, then we'll take
0: you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or a javelin. Or a javelin. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, please review us on
0: iTunes just search for VerseCast. cast um, we would really appreciate any review that you leave positive or negative uh, if you leave a negative review we'll be sure to improve in any way that we can
1: so I think that's about it alright well fantastic alright guys well until next time we will see you in the verse in the verse see you later bye, bye.